it's happening. Now, it's happening in particular to the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel, if she's not at peace, the world will have no peace. Because the Messiah came out of the nation of Israel. And he's called the King of Peace, the Prince of Peace. She brought forth a man-child. That man-child is Jesus Christ, which was to rule all nations. Was to rule. I mean, he hasn't done so yet. He was to rule all nations. He didn't get a chance to do it. They stopped him. Israel stopped him. With a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God, that means the ascension of Jesus Christ after resurrection, unto his throne. Jesus Christ is on the throne. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, And the woman, the woman mean Israel, and the woman fled in the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and sixty days. Now, that's prophecy. That's not happened yet. Right now, Israel is not running. Israel is chasing our enemy. I want to talk to you about the fact that we're living at the close of Gentile period. And about to see the rise of Israel. First, demise, and then the rise. On Friday, the Lord tarries, I'm going to show you the seventh cycle of Israel's of Israel's servitude and liberty. So if you want to preempt me, read the book of Judges. And you're going to read about the seven cycles of Israel servitude and peace. And the only reason why Israel is in the position she is in right now is because of sin. And the sin of Israel is saying to Jesus Christ, away with him. We have no need of him. Caesar is our king, meaning Rome, or the Pope is our king. We have no king. They disown him. <coughs> John chapter 1 says, He came to his own, his own received him not. And they rejected him. And he said, I will not return until you say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, that's what all this is leading up to right now. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until he comes and he has to put an end to what's going on on earth. Earth is going to have an invasion from heaven. And heaven is going to invade earth and put down all kingship, all rulership. All this will be stopped. Now, the history of Israel, folks, started in Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to point some things out to you. You need to know this nation when he called Abraham, chapter 12 of it, Genesis. And then Abraham had a son called Isaac. And Isaac was the promised seed. But because of the impatience of Sarah and Abraham, Ishmael was born. Abraham went down to Egypt, picked up this servant, bring her home, and have a surrogate 
child called Ishmael through Agar. Well, guess what happened? When Sarah got years and ninety-nine years old, and everyone years old, guess what happened? She got pregnant and gave birth to Isaac. <laughs> and then Hagar started mocking, and so did Ishmael. So Ishmael is now eighteen years old, and Isaac is a kid. And what we see happening here is the war mentioned in Galatians. Talk about the two mountains. Paul called it an allegory. There are two mountains in, in the book of Galatians. It says the war between Sarah and Hagar is the war we're having right now in the Middle East. It's the war between Ishmael and Isaac. Isaac produced Jacob, who produced the twelve tribe of Israel. The brother, the Amalekites, the Hegites, and they along with Jacob and his offspring. Now, Israel had a son called Joseph, and Joseph from the tribe of where? Tell me. Joseph was a tribe. Right? And so Joseph gave birth to two sons in Egypt when he married this Egyptian girl. Right? And put Manasseh and Ephraim. Ephraim became the leader of the nation of Israel. Because when Isaac was dying, he prophesied he would be the leader of the nation of Israel. So that has always been that way. Now, when that happened, you know, Joseph was in Egypt for how many years? A few years. He died. And his brethren grew up there and his offspring. And after 400 years, they came out on the leadership of Moses. When they came out of Egypt, you know the story went to Mount Sinai. They became a nation. Israel became a nation at Mount Sinai. Now, Mount Sinai is in the, is in the peninsula close to Egypt there, somewhere there. And then, after that, they marched and they captured the lands of seven strong nations and, 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 and gave them the promised land. So God gave them all the inheritance of the heathens and to fight for it. You know that, right? So the book of Joshua tells you all about it, how Joshua overthrew 30 uh, kingdoms, or 31 kingdoms, and gave it to the 12 tribes. So every land that Israel had from that there was theirs. Because they conquered nations and inherited those places, including Jerusalem. Now, after Joshua died, the book of Judges came into existence. When you read that book, it says the children of the people who survived Joshua, they did not know the Lord. So they intermarried with the heathen. And they turned from God. And every time they did, what did God do? He turned them over to captivity. And the nations of the world whipped their hides. And when they cried to God, God raised up a Savior. And so they had several judges, about seven judges they had. And those seven judges, you'll see when you read a cycle of sin, 
servitude, right? Repentance, deliverance, peace. It happened every time the leader died. So Israel is not stranger to captivities. They're used to it. Now, after that, then they had a king, King Saul. He failed God. So you had King David. David died. Solomon came on the scene. In all those days, Israel is the head of nations. Reigning. Powerful. Nobody could put her out. She's just powerful. She's great. And then Solomon's son made a grave mistake and caused Israel to be split into two nations. When you read, when you read the prophets' book like Jeremiah, Isaiah, and all those books, these are the prophets to those kingdoms, northern and the southern. Okay, southern mean Judah, northern mean Israel. Now, when you look at that, you got two kingdoms. That's Israel divided. A house divided shall what? Fall. And then the northern tribes just went in adultery, hogwild. And God, God used Syria today, Syria back then, Syria now, today called Syria, and took them to captivity. And they never returned until the year 2080. So way back in 721, the year 2080, that's how long they've been in captivity around the world. And then many years later, the southern tribe did the same sins in the Bible do the same thing to her. Let Iraq, which is called Babylon back then, put her into what? Captivity. Babylon means Iraq. So what happened now? While they're in Babylon, God raised up messengers, right? And told them, you'll go back home. And they had to go back home. Now, here's what, folks. The book of Hosea, when you read the book of Hosea, is very prophetic. It's about two sisters. Two sisters mean the northern and southern tribe of Israel. Those two fought for years. The two kingdoms of Israel fought each other. And they get heathens to help them fight each against each other. And so, eventually, in 606 B.C., Iraq captured the southern tribe. They never come back home until 536 B.C. That's 70 years. God made sure it happened. Like it was prophesied by Jeremiah. Now, what happened here, when they leave and they went back, everybody did not go back to their homeland. Just a few went. So we read about Cyrus, the book of Chronicles, and Ezra, and Nehemiah. That's the return of Israel. But guess what? When they were not in their homeland, Iraq, which is Babylon back then, brought in foreigners to displace Israel. So what do you think happened? Those foreigners gave birth to kids. And those kids call that place their home. That's all the home they know. And then when the real rightful owner returned, the war starts. I understand that. They're fighting now for the land. But really the land belongs to who? Israel. They're punished by being driven out. Now, they come and find these guys there. Now they're asking for land. So, uh, they build and rebuild their temple. 
of their religion because it was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. He destroyed the whole thing. Which Nebuchadnezzar was a guy from Iraq, a Babylonian king, right? And so they rebuilt that. And according to the Bible, that worship and kingdom should remain until Jesus the Messiah come. When you read Isaiah the prophet, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they all prophesied the coming Messiah. But he came as a lamb. Now here's what happened, folks. You're seeing this happen, but you don't realize it. Daniel was a prince of Israel, being exiled back to the land where Abraham came from. Because Abram came from Mesopotamia, which is in Iraq. And now, while he's there, God began to use him. That's why I tell you a job is very important to you. God puts you where he wants you to talk to somebody. And he's going to talk to the king. The king had a dream and couldn't explain it. In Daniel chapter 2, this is very important. It's Daniel chapter 2 is in operation right now, folks. Look, look in your Bible. Let's glance right now. The last few verses there. Daniel king saw an image. Gold, silver, right? Gold, silver, brass, iron, clay, iron and clay. He saw that. And then Daniel told him what it meant. And to make an explanation even clearer, Daniel said, A stone was cut out of the mountain. The mountain means the Godhead. The stone actually means the incarnate one, Jesus Christ. Came out of that mountain and smote that image right in the anchor bone, like David's going to do. And the image collapsed. That means, in latter days, the kingdom of this world is going to fall down. Okay, stop that now, okay? It's going to fall down. And when it falls, it's going to be because Jesus Christ come from somewhere and overthrow it. So right now, we are living in the year and the time of the ten toes. The ten toes is an amalgamation and a summation of all that kingdom. If you can imagine now, if I was a statue, my head is gold, my chest, are you with me? And each, of each, each sector of me represents a Gentile world kingdom. And so, all the kingdom of the past are gone, and now we're at the toe, iron and clay. What's all about Israel? And then, the king is told, that's going to happen in the latter days. A kingdom shall be set up which shall never cease. Guess what? That kingdom is the church. God will set up a church that will never be taken off the earth. That's us. But the word church was never used. The ten toes today is called the ten European common market system. Or the ten division of the world of nations. The ECM. It's happened. It's already established. In 1981, it's already done. What we don't see happening yet is a stone coming out of that mountain and hit that thing, which represents the second coming. Now, you and I are living in that time, church. We're going to see it happen. Now, that's the king's dream. Now, God's going to give a dream to Daniel and show him the same message 
in a different symbolism. How do you do it? In chapter 7. Go there. So remember, those two, go, those two are dovetailed. Those two are the same dream, but told in different symbolisms. This time he saw four beasts. A lion, a bear, a leopard, right? And the fourth one he says, I can't describe it. It has all the makers of all the one before it and more gross. And he couldn't describe it. And let me tell you what it means. Those four represents, again, Babylon, and back then, right? Mesopersia, Greece, and Rome. Keep in mind, they are in the news today. We're so safe right now. There's no bombs dropping where we are. But as we speak, in one little sector of the earth, hundreds are dying. Not to mention the rest of the world. People are dying because of these fulfillments. Now, the ten horns. We are in that state right now. The ten horns is equivalent to the ten toes. Look where the horns are in the head of a beast, the fourth beast. That means the ten toes is Rome controlled, and the ten horns is Rome controlled. Now, you don't know this, but you can find it on CNN or on Google to find out. Every, every religious political leader visit Rome, the Vatican. And they all dress in black. And the victor calls the victor of Christ dressed in full white. Why? Because to them, black represents sinners. And white represents purity. And so they all come dressed in black. In other words, he is over them. And the UN, same thing. Now, you hear these things happening and see these things happening and we're not putting together and all this is happening because of one nation Israel Israel because all that is a Gentile kingdom described as four beasts the Gentile world power is described as the four stones I mean the four uh, precious stones I mean, the goal of the age of our time is gone. But we're in the age of, of you know, strength, and, but not as aesthetic as before. Now, look at this, folks. If we're in that time, what does this say about the resistance of the fourth beast? He's diverse from all of the beasts, and his head have ten horns. What does all that mean? And then it stops there for a while. And then if, if I have time, I'm going to it more and show you in chapter 8, 9, and, and 10. It gives you even more elaboration of what these people are going to be doing. Now, all those are symbolism of things to come. God always have a symbol of things to come. Like the first Adam was a symbol of the last Adam to come. Are you with me? Okay. Now, when you go to chapter 12, 
of the book of Daniel. Go there. Actually, we should have chapter 11, 12, but we'll go to 11, go to 12. The first few verses, it talks about a time of trouble that's going to come on the earth, such as never since man was. And notice chapter 12 raced all the way to the end of time to the white throne judgment. Notice that? It's those two verses. Race all the way to the so it cuts out a whole bunch of stuff and went right to the end and shows that. And then God told Daniel, seal the book up. It's not for you to understand what it means. It's for the time of the end. Is it possible that you and I right now at the end and don't even know it? What I'm trying to say to you is the people who died in that plane that I shot down, did they know they were at the end of their life? No. Did it cross your mind? No. That's exactly how this world is going to end up. Sudden destruction. Bang! Sudden destruction. Now, it says, people should run to and fro, you know what I mean? Traveling. How part of that, so are you. We're always traveling. We're going all the time. Millions have passed through McMurray. You know that? I don't realize that. Yeah, our small little airport. Millions have gone through there. It tells you. Our little airport. Alone. Can't imagine in other fast-moving countries. How many people have gone through there? Running to and fro. And knowledge shall increase. That's happening. That iPod in your hand. That computer. That airplane you see. The submarines. If you had this in the days of Abraham, they said the gods are coming. I'm going to appreciate that. They would say that. Because that never existed back then. They had cannons. We got electrical lights. We got night goggles now. We got all things that we can do that they don't even dream of. We can fly in the sky like birds. You know, with a helicopter take off, we can we can somersault into all this thing with planes and airplanes. You tell them that's possible, they'll laugh at you. And then we have a society of cashless society and all that. The knowledge has increased. When? At the time of the end. Now, why am I telling you all this? So where's Israel in all this? So it's God showing us <coughs> the reign of the Gentiles parallel to the history of Israel. All this is telling you the, the Gentiles' domain their rise and their fall. And also Israel rise and decline because of her sin. So if Israel was living like in the days of Joshua, she would not be in the position she's in today. So Israel is losing battle. Israel's having problems. She's, there's thorn in her flesh, prickles in her eyes by the nations around her. And if you want to know why, read the book of Judges. You'll find out why it's happening to her because of her sins. So it looks like God has forsaken them. But He hasn't. Now, you know the story that when Jesus Christ came, who rejected them? Gentiles? No. Jews did. He came to them. He was a Jew. And they said, well, wait with him. And they, and, and, and they conspired with Rome, and they crucified him. Together they did. And when they, he said, I will not come back until you say, Blessed is he 
that cometh in the name of the Lord. So Christ has not yet done that. But he told them that they won't survive what they did to him because he said, he said, you're going, to be, you're going to be ruined by soldiers. Matthew 24, parts of it was fulfilled in 70 A.D. When they took away their temple, killed off most of the Jews, I mean wiped them out. Titus did that. Destroy their temple, destroy their worship, and fist them off by 140 AD by Emperor Adrian. They were done. And Israel was no longer a nation. Israel was no longer in in, in Jerusalem. Because there was no Palestine back then. Are you with me? There's no temple, no worship, and they're scattered around the world. If you go to Israel today, they have up to 70 nations that make up the nation of Israel today. 70 nations. Not people, not worth people that they were scattered amongst and they intermarried to them but they speak Hebrew that's where they came from they obviously lost their language lost their identity lost their whatever now they're coming back home because God said they will Ezekiel 37 said they would Ezekiel 37 actually prophesied the Holocaust when it says can these bones live what was the Holocaust a graveyard Full of bones. Whose bones? Jews. Hitler did it. But Hitler can be linked and traced to Amalekites. He can be. Now, that's one thing. Another thing we also realize here that it said also there'll be a resurrection of the nation after the Holocaust, and there will no longer be two nations, but one nation. Is that true? Yes. Because in 1948, Israel is no longer. A northern and a southern tribe. They're one kingdom. Alright? So now, God, through Acts, in Acts 28, the last chapter, God turned from Israel and turned to us. So in the last chapter of the book of Acts, that's how you got in the church. You may want to turn and look for yourself. Look what Paul says. Since you count yourself unworthy of salvation... I'm going to take you to the Gentiles. And from that time, the church went through a transformation from being under the domain of Israel. The apostolic church become now on the domain of Gentiles. And notice, the seven epistles are not written to Jews. It's written to who? Converted Gentiles who comprise the church. The seven candlesticks are not Jews. They are Gentiles that comprise the seven churches because Jesus turned to us. So where's Israel all this time? Dispersed. Are they abandoned? No, possibly they're not abandoned. They're just broken off and left to do their own thing until he's ready for them. Now in nineteen forty eight they got repatriated back. But when they came back in nineteen forty after World War Two, what happened to them? They found other people living in their homeland. Other nations. Well, you know, I was in uh, St. Vincent, and this person went to England for how many years? We saw that. And while they went away, squatters took over their land. Squatters took over their house. And they come to reclaim their house. And the squatter says, This is mine. They didn't buy it, they didn't pay for it, they just captured it. So the police came, and the soldiers came help move out the squatters because they were violent 
They were fighting over it. And the rightful order with the title of deed could not get in. Well, that's what happened to Palestine. Now, England called Palestine. It's not called Palestine. It's Jerusalem. Okay? The word Palestine is not in the Bible. And it's not in the Mohammed uh, book either. It's a, it's a British name. Right? French and British name that. Now, folks, that's the problem of our world today. In the book of Zechariah 12, go there. Now, I think I want to talk to you about it because I'm telling you, folks, you can wake up tomorrow and the world change overnight. And you need to know what to do. The tribe of Issachar was to be that tribe that understood the times and would tell Israel what she needs to do. Well, Israel is not listening to, to them. Israel is listening to other men, scientists, and all that stuff. Because they're very smart people. They're very smart people. They're very clever. In fact, they're probably the world's greatest in scientific discoveries. They are. So they're very smart. All right? But it says, I'll make Jerusalem a cup of trembling in the hands of the nation. Is that what it says? Is that right? Trembling. So right now, you are seeing that cup. My job is to point this out to you, that you're seeing that cup in the hand of the nations. The U.N. cannot handle it. America can't solve it. Britain can't solve it. None of these nations can. You know what cup of trembling means? They're passing it to each other. None of them can hold it in, in reticence. They can let go of it. It's it's hot potato. <laughs> it's a hot rock. Let go. You know, we play a game hot rock. We throw it to each other. You can't hold it because it's very hot. If you hold it too long, it burns. And that's what's happening. It says, when they shall come and seize against it. God want me to tell you to know what that means. Because Jesus says, when you see Jerusalem come past about by armies, know that your redemption, not them, yours is close. When armies surrounds them, their demise is guaranteed. And the church redemption is not. So I'm pointing this out to you now. Now I'm telling you, altars I know, and even our own fellowship, are not talking about this. It's a grave mistake. It's not politics. This is a fact. You've got to understand what's taking place here. Now, when you take that and turn to chapter 14 also, and look at the book of uh, Zechariah 14, in verse 1, you said, I bring all nations against Israel. Did it say that? How many nations today are standing in defense of Israel right now? No, they're not. You know what they're saying? Israel's offensive against a certain group of people. They're not saying Israel defense against attack. They're saying Israel offensive. Even though the original fight didn't start with Israel, they were the victim of an attack. All nations, not mean the United Nations, that mean the ECM, even America. Now, unfortunately for Israel, Canada is still standing with Israel. And that could be the reason why Canadians are not seeing the the atrocities and turmoil that American other countries are seeing. Because when you touch Israel, you touch the apple of God's eye. 
and those mass murders in, in, in the states all started when 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 the, when the politics started to turn against Israel. They prospered for a while, but when you turn against it, because God told Abraham, "I'm going to curse those who curse you, and bless them that bless you." So I want you folks to understand why Canada is blessed and why you are blessed, and you can walk without having to worry about uh, iron dome shelter yet so far, and why you can walk with your kids down the road not being shot at in some country you can't walk down the road because peace is not there because God to give that country peace and he can take away the peace from them so you take for granted what you're going but countries today are in ruins as I speak people's houses are blown up as I speak if you check the news out people in Israel can't go to bed and they can't stay up. Exactly what Leviticus says. God would do this to them. The nations they come in hoarding with will turn around and whip them. And yet they're not destroyed because the Bible describes who their adversaries are. And it tells you in the book of Hosea, chapter 3, very short verse, I mean, chapter it says, Israel will abide many days, which they are today, but they have been to years, without a priest, a prophet, an ephod, or a teraphim. Actually, a teraphim means something which is idolatrous. So Israel is not religious at all. Israel is strictly, scientifically, political minded. They have no need for God. All they know is they got a forces. That's where their hope is. Without a prince, Without a sacrifice, without an image, without an ephod, I mean the priesthood, without a teraphim. You're seeing that. Many days is right now. You ask yourself, how long will that be? Hosea chapter 6. want to go there. God limit the time. So I'll do a quick word. He says, after two days, now, you know two days counting on must drop with A, D, and B, C. Otherwise, your time will mean nothing. Well, 2015 says what? What does that mean? Now, the Jews does not say 2015 because they do not recognize Jesus Christ. They have a different calendar. They do, yes. And the Muslims don't say 2015 either. They have a different calendar. And Rome have a different calendar. Since the common era, they would say. Because they want to recognize Jesus Christ as the one that spent time. But after two days, after 2,000 years, because in Psalms 90 or 91 it says, in Psalms 90, a thousand years is as a day. So two days, I mean, after 2,000 years. Now, church, we are 2,015. So two days is gone. And we're now after, we're living in the after two days. Can you see it, folks? You better get the revelation. If you don't want it, it's your problem. But then, no, I want it. And I'm living by this. I'm watching what's going on. I'm counting down. I'm aware of the time frame. You know, we're buying and selling and carrying on. That's where Noah left. <laughs> We're in the ark. They were buying and selling. They were eating and drinking, and 
And when Lot left, he was buying, eating, selling, and drinking. It was just a normal day. But bang, things happened. Sudden, snared, and they're gone. You need to understand the time you're living in. After two days, we know how long it is. But even better yet, Jesus says, the generation that see the fig tree. Now, church, we're putting it all together for you. The fig tree always meant whom? Israel. God called Daniel a good fig. And the one was an apostate, bad fig. So, when did the fig tree blossom? I meant to start one day with you, the fig tree blossoming, and how it does it, and how you can look it for yourself. But it's quite a tremendous story. The fig tree that blossomed. The first budding is not where the fruit is. The first budding is sour and bitter. You can't eat it. It's the second budding that makes it profitable. And Israel is now a nation, a mighty army, like Ezekiel said, but without the Spirit. The greatest army in the world is not the United States, but the Israelites. The IUD didn't hurt their men. <laughs> they kill a bunch of uh, Americans and maim them, but the Jews had a way around it. <laughs> they had snipers that pick up those guys before they put those things down. And they, 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 the, the Arabs were afraid of the snipers. <laughs> and they they wouldn't dare go them and plant one. How many Jews got hurt by those things? None. If any. How many, how many by the Americans? A whole bunch. <laughs> and I was telling somebody, and they didn't believe me, I told my friend, how I saw you saw on your, on your, your tube TV look at that I saw an American uh, a, a plane going up in the sky from, from Tel Aviv and they show this terrorist because they see these guys from, from above they can, you can see them with cameras and they show this guy with a, a shoulder thing and he went to the plane took off and the parents go up about a uh, 45 degree angle he waited and waited through a certain height, and he fired this missile. And the missile was going directly at the 90 degree at that plane. Right on, you can see it. Going, and they're showing it to you. And then the pilot was playing a music because they have a thing in Israel that will intercept all missiles coming on a passenger plane. And by playing that music, it locked on to that missile and diverted away and blew it up high tech. And I heard this evening they're asking, should every plane be equipped with that equipment? Because nowadays, they're shooting on planes with people in there. In fact, the plane have no defense. But the, the plane in Israel, they got defense mechanism. Think about it, folks. Now, why am I telling you this, church? Because the Lord said, when you see these things happen, he wants you to look up. He wants you to be in a certain state of mind. Don't be overcharged with surfeiting. And I'm telling you this because tomorrow or tonight, any one of these nations that are they're on stage today, they're in the Bible, they're on stage, and they could do anything stupid and plunge our world in a nuclear war. Just like that. Overnight. 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 What if they found out that the person who shot this down 
is a Russian general. Passed a declaration of war. What about all those countries who lost their people? What about that? You say, I don't care. You will care because your, your economy will be affected by it. Your food chain will be affected by it. Huh? Your job will be affected by it. All of a sudden, you're going to realize I had no preparation. I thought everything was all right. Today, your money is value 100 pennies. Tomorrow, value nothing. Currency change. What are you going to do? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you, wake up and smell the coffee. But I want to tell you something, folks. 1948 is when the fig tree blossomed, and the generation that Jesus Christ said will not pass is a 70-year generation. I promise to you. Did you know that Adam died within the day God told him? God said, within the day you sin, you're going to die. This is the day you sin, within the day. Adam never lived to be a thousand years. The oldest man ever lived was what? How old was he? Nine, six to something? Six to five, six to nine years old. What am I trying to tell you? The same God who said, okay, cut the years down to 120. Okay, tell you what. Let's go a little more. The three score and ten. He said, very few pass that. His words still stand. The devil says, thou shalt not show the die. We find out he's a liar. We're all dying. <laughs> now, if that's true, folks, Pastor, wait tell me all this for? Because, you see, there's something that's holding back the wrath of God on this earth. Jesus says, there's a time of trouble coming that we've never seen before. Exactly what Michael says. Now, listen, folks. Do you know the river Euphrates? There are angels, falling angels, that are there in chains, bound, waiting to be released on the earth. You say, well, I don't believe it. Well, this Bible says they are. And God put a seal on them that they can't operate. These are extra wicked, evil angels. Satan cohorts. So bad that God put chain on them. And they're reserved for this earth. They're released on the earth. Now, Revelation chapter 7. Go there. And look what God did. God speaks of the four angels, four angels that are the four corners of the earth. You know what you call them? Daniel, the four spirits. You take chapter 7 of the book of Revelation, verse 1 to 3, and read and compare it with Daniel chapter 7. Please do it, please. I'm asking you to do that, folks. You know, don't depend on my knowledge because my knowledge is to save me. He says, people are destroyed because lack of knowledge. I'm not going to be destroyed. I'm not going to be left behind. I want to know what time it is. I want to know what, what meaning this. 
I wonder what that sign means. I wonder what this this news I'm hearing. What it all? What's going? It's going somewhere. The world don't know. So the people who understand are going to show strength and exploit, and the world will be sneered. Sudden destruction. Destruction means annihilation. What do you notice? In Daniel, there are four spirits. They strove upon the earth. In other words, all these superpowers are, are governed by spirits. My city has a spirit over it. The guy said this, the prince of Persia, Gabriel says, stop me from coming to you. The prince of Persia, I mean the prince of Iran. About it. And then you go to Revelation chapter 7. What do you see there? He says, Don't hurt the earth! Don't do it! Hold it until I seal 7,000 or 12,000 from the 12th tribe of Israel. So you know that's not a plan of salvation for Gentiles. I'm trying to tell you, folks. After chapter 4, you don't have a chance in Chinese money of being saved. <laughs> you don't have a chance. The plan of salvation, as we know it, will not be available to us. The visit is over. And he's gone. Don't forget now, he left the foolish virgins out there. Several times it says, and the door was shut. Now, God told me to tell you this morning, I, I'm in prayer. God said, talk to you about it. Because he's telling me, it's coming. You're going to invade this earth. First, take these people out. And then deal with the, with the world in sin. And you don't want to be here when you're coming on this earth. And I'm telling you what God told me to tell you. And, and many pastors are not telling their saints. And their saints are not preparing themselves. And they're going to be caught off guard. Foolish. Jesus said, I forewarned you. Be careful. Lest your heart be overcharged with surfeiting. And so on. We come to pray tonight. I'm praying right now. It was in prayer that I got those visions and revelations. Maybe you're not getting them, so I'm getting them to tell you what I'm saying. What I see, talk to you as a leader. If I'm telling you, you going to be ready or be left behind. You don't have the match of the Holy Ghost. Everybody's speaking in a tongue. You're not going to rise. I don't care what you're saying. It's the Bible. That's the Bible. And the Holy Ghost is here for a time. The Holy Ghost is a gift. And nobody gives gifts always. A gift is given within a certain time frame as a celebration of a certain occasion. And the occasion don't last forever. Can you give me gifts but not all the time? Every gift has an occasion. <laughs> and Jesus Christ is a gift. He said, you don't have me always. You won't see me always. You're going to long to see me and won't see me. Now, 
hurt not the earth and the seed on the tree to be sealed. You know what seal mean? The Holy Ghost. I can prove it to you. Ephesians one thirteen. After you believe, you are sealed. A lot of church tell people they got the Holy Ghost without the evidence. They're wrong. They're foolish people. They're foolish people. You know, every parcel is as a manifest <laughs> that was shipped. <laughs> is that right? Got a tracking number. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got a tracking number in my life that I was sealed by the Holy Ghost. You take Ephesians one thirteen, it defines what a seal is. That's why I don't believe in this new version Bible, because it says seal here and seal over there mean the same thing. Huh? And if you go right to Ezekiel chapter 9, God put a seal on those that the guy could not touch. The inkhorn writer. He put a seal on them. And so God is trying to tell you, church, that you need to realize that the reason why the world is not exploding right now is because you're still here. Have you ever been talking before about an event and your kid showed up and you don't want your kid to hear? What do you do? You put your kid out. You close the door. You don't want your child to be affected by that information. And there are some things God don't want you to be affected by. So the only way you can do is take you off the earth. Absent from the body present with her, where does he live? How soon will he do it? In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, he that shall come, will come, and will not wait for anybody. Bang! Gone! How fast can you twinkle your eye? How fast do you do that? In millionth of a second. And then Paul described the chains that are going to take place. That means you don't have time to repent or go buy oil or go get right with God. You have to work. You have to walk in a state of constant redness like Enoch. One day you're walking and one day you're just gone. Enoch had no idea to be gone. He was walking with God. And God said, bang, Enoch, he's gone. Now you see him, now he's gone. Elijah, walking. Next thing you know, he's gone. They look for him, couldn't find him. Hello? So we know the seal means the Holy Ghost. You need to be prayed up in the Holy Ghost. If you're not talking in tongues every day, I'm, I'm worried. Now, you see, you can listen to charismatic as you want to. The charismatic full of ideas, you know. They're a bunch of rationalists and pragmatists and the speculatives and all that stuff. They can talk all they want. They haven't changed the Word of God. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they write. I know one thing. And they all began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave utterance. And if you know it, and God said, with time my lips, I'll speak to my people. To whom he said, this is the rest. Now, he said, I go prepare a place for you. And if I go, I come again. What about Israel? She's down here. I'm going to take her through great tribulation because, he said, though Israel be as a sand of the seashore, if only a remnant is going to be what? Saved. There are sodomites in Israel. There are lewd whore in Israel. There are every kind there that you wouldn't believe. Even though Jerusalem is supposed to be the holy city, it's no different from Vatican City. 
and God called it Sodom and Egypt. Did he say that? Did he say that, folks? You look so strange at me. Am I blowing your, your nights or what? Did I blow your nights? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you know, i got a, a judicial responsibility to tell you some things, and you can do what you want with it, but I'm telling you, friend, you better be ready. It says, look, Paul says, in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, but Jesus, even better yet, pray! Why, Lord? That you be accounted worthy to what? Escape the things coming upon the earth. Well, what's going to come upon the earth, Lord? Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vows, the wrath of God. And better explain, a man of sin will be revealed in chapter 5, or chapter 2, Second Thessalonians. Go there and look for yourself. Chapter 2 and chapter 13 of Revelation, they go together. Chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians and chapter 13 of Revelation, they go hand in glove. I want to tell you, I want to tell you this, the man is alive. I said the man is alive, waiting on his moment, and he cannot do anything like Judas could not until Jesus released Judas. When Jesus said, Judas, now I release you. Do what's in your heart. For three and a half years, Judas wanted to betray Jesus. He couldn't do it. And Jesus held him down. And the Lord said, Jesus says, okay, go. The time has come. Go. Satan, like a rural lion, wanted to destroy the earth. He can't do it. Because we won't let him. God's restricting him by divine control. So what's the reputation of Israel? I'm going to tell you, listen in your news, write this down. I told you this. After chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians fulfilled, and chapter 3 of Revelation is fulfilled, expect listen to the news. Ezekiel 38 and 39 took place. Gog and Magog attacking Israel. And Israel will be defeated. In spite of all our support. The only people that survive are those that the, 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 the nation with the eagle's wing will give her a ride out of her country. She will run and leave Palestine like she's so glad to do it. Survive. And take a place called Petra. The nation with the eagle's wing is the USA. Who's going to attack her? Go to Psalm 83 and Ezekiel 38-39. I'm taking church. I have, a, I have a responsibility to talk to you. He that hath it here, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I'm telling you, I'm correct. You don't know it. But right now there's distress of nations. There's refugees everywhere. People are running for their lives. People are being beheaded. Savagery. Women are being hung by their necks. You don't believe it? You got YouTube. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Kids are being 
raped, <laughs> prostituted, nations are being overthrown, coup d'etat, famine, atrocities. Psalm 83 is happening right now. Look what they said. Look who the nations are. Don't tell me I'm wrong. These nations are doing exactly that right now. And Israel, Israel is facing an adversary that in the morning she wished it was night. In the night she wished it was morning. Exactly what the prophet says in, Levit in Leviticus. Thor! They shall have no peace until the Prince of Peace. No, I won't be here on earth to see this, nor will you if you're in the rapture. But there'll come a time when Israel will be totally defeated, and she will be worse off than in the Holocaust, because the Holocaust will mean burnt offering. Or burnt in that hollow. The Holocaust mean burnt offering. And that Holocaust make Israel want to go back home. But what's going to happen here now? These nations are going to succeed eventually and overthrow Israel. She can't fight them all. And the reason why God is assisting her right now because he's, he's stalling the thing that he may build his church. But once he finishes build the church, he will with, withdraw his protection from Israel and make her use up all her weapons of warfare and she will fail. When Psalms 83 and Ezekiel 30 and 39 and Revelation 13 all come against Israel all at one time and she's defeated and the whole idea was to make her cease to be a nation which God says is not possible he said that they can marry the sky above and the sun and the earth beneath the sand then Israel cease to be a nation and it won't happen now church I grieve every day for my brethren around the world why they won't teach their people this. I grieve. It's like you going in a trade and you graduate and you go on the job. You presume the demand on you, you realize you are not trained and prepared for what you're going to face in the workplace. And then you realize you didn't have a good teacher. Uh, folk and I realized it didn't matter how I got baptized. It didn't matter whose name I was baptized in. It didn't matter that I dressed right. It didn't matter that I received the Holy Ghost with evidence speaking with tongues. It didn't matter that I realized that Jesus Christ did his part and I have my part. That's why we teach Acts two thirty eight as the way to the gate to heaven. You don't obey that, you can't get in. Hallelujah. And so before I close, Psalms 83, folks, look at those nations' names. Look at them. Please look at them. They're in the news. They are in the news. And guess what? Ezekiel 38, 39, look whose names are there. Chapter 13, seven heads and ten horns. Who think that is? Who sits on seven hills? What woman sits on seven hills with a cup in her hand? And why does she want Palestine? 
Jerusalem because she wants to be the vicar of Christ on earth. And where, where does God set up my throne? Is in Jerusalem. Why is the mosque there? Why the Vatican want it? Why does the Jews want it? A little place. Smaller than probably make Murray Tupus about. Everybody wants it. Why? The devil never lost his ambition. <laughs> I want to be as the most high. And God says, He planted His throne between the seas. What seas? The Mediterranean seas and the Sea of Galilee or the Black Sea. We were in Gaza. We were in Jerusalem this year. We could tell exactly where they're fighting. We can tell how close Jerusalem is to not very far. And we know the field where the, where the booby traps are. And by the Jewish guy, we're told you can't go there because you get killed. You don't know where you're going to step on one of those IUD, what we call them. And then, the way we, we approach, so the way we approach those fields when we have to, we'll turn our, our, our cows out there, our cattle. And they'll just tromp on the field. That's how they test it. And they'll blow the cows up. <laughs> Rather blow a person up. Well, the animal rights wouldn't appreciate that, I'm sure. But, folks, do you know this is about to happen? When the world cried peace and safety, there's sudden destruction. Why is Jesus Christ telling you and I to pray that we become a word to escape? Why, church? And why is he saying there's going to be a tribulation like the world has never seen before? You should read it enough time to bore you tonight. Let's stand. Revelation, after chapter 4, we're gone. Chapter 5, we're about the judgment seat of Christ to receive our reward. People who repent of their sins, baptized in Jesus Christ's name. In the meantime, what's happening on earth? I'm going to shock you. Moses and Elijah is come back from heaven. Those two men that were at the transfiguration with Jesus Christ will literally come back on earth and stand in Palestine, Jerusalem, and they're going to preach that Jesus Christ is God. He's the Messiah. Elijah is going to do what he did back in the old times. And Moses, and out of that will come 144,000 believers. And then the Bible says from that believing group is going to come in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation, some Jews with the name of the Father written in their forehead. What is that name? What is that name? What is that name? I come in my Father's. That means Jews, who are, who are the one-third remnant, are going to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then the Bible says, when, they, when He comes... And stand on the Mount of Olives. And I've been to the, the, the Valley of Megiddo. I've been there. I've been there. And I've seen how wide that place is. It's, it's for miles. You can look for miles. It's very wide. That's where all the armies are going to have the last battle on earth. After that, there'll be no more war forever. Jesus Christ is going to gather all the armies in the Valley of Megiddo. We've been there. Friend, it's wide, it's long. From the mountain top, you can look down and see it. And I've been literally down there too. And all the horses and all the men are going to fight over, over Palestine. 
that one place. The Jews will be outnumbered. The women will be raped and ravished. And the Bible says, Israel is going to say, Ichabod, God has forgotten us. And all of a sudden, the sun will turn off its light. The moon will not give us light anymore. The Bible says that. There will be total darkness. And in that day, Jesus Christ is going to come from the east, riding on a white horse with all the converse in the church. Sitting on that horse, riding behind him. Read first up chapter 19. To face off the Antichrist with his ten horned kingdoms. By this time, Rome ceased to exist because he's going to, he's going to blow up Rome. Hello? And now on the two Christ are fighting. Antichrist and the real Christ. And the Bible says all the nations of the earth would quit fighting each other. Listen, from China coming alone, 200 million Chinese coming from the east of the river Euphrates. Look on the map and see where they're coming from. Coming across that desert place through Turkey all the way down to fight in that battle. 200 million. He said, by them alone, one-sixth of the earth is going to be destroyed. By them alone. Folks, you don't want to be here. Except riding behind Jesus Christ, the captain of our salvation. And when he comes, the Bible says, he's going to light the place up that every nation, every kindred, every tongue are going to weep and cry over him and, and, and mourn and groan. And say, Hide us from the face of him that sits upon the throne. And it said, when they look on him, their eyes going to melt in a socket like butter. Their flesh going to peel right and split right off and they'll sizzle like your frying eggs are bacon in a frying pan. And I'll be all skeleton. He said, when he's through and he finally touched on the one of olives, it says that the blood going to be up to the horse's bridle. How much blood is that, folks? That's a lot of blood. Every army on earth is going to be there. Every army. And they'll all be defeated by him. And he won't... All going to do is just look at them and speak the word. The sword of his mouth, and they're going to die instantly for him. When he's telling them out of all of us, folks, I'm going to tell you this, and, and the mountain begins to split into four pieces, Israel going to say, Our Messiah has come! He finally have arrived. And they're going to celebrate him. Going up hiding, celebrating their Messiah. Because his presence will not kill them. It's like when he came into Egypt. To Egyptians, it was darkness. But to Israel, it was light. Hallelujah. What drowned Egypt? Save Israel. God can do that. He's still doing that. He can make a difference. You're so good. Look what I can do. I can bless the feast. I don't mess around the thing. And Bible says, when he's standing on that mountain, folks, the earth will shake. He says, every island, that means every Caribbean island will cease to exist. If you're on it, you're done. England will cease to exist. Anything that's an island. And the earth will go right back to what it was when he first created it. There weren't no islands. Hello? There were no more seas. Hallelujah. 
every mountain going to move on Jasper and all those mountains going to be gone. Where to? I don't know. They're gone. Flee away. And that name, name shall be one. Not three. Not four. One. And Israel is going to say, Our God has come. And one of the, one of the, look at this. One of the celebrating him and shouting, Oh, look at him. We finally got him. I thought he was going to come. He's going to do this. He's going to show his hands. He's going to show blood-stained hands and a wounded side. And the Bible says, read for yourself. They're going to weep and cry. Read the chapter of Zechariah. They're going to weep and cry. And I said, what are these wounds you have in your hands? Where you got these from? You're the Messiah. He said, I got these in the house of my friends. I'm Jesus. Paul says, who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Who art thou, Adonai? I am Jesus, the Lord. And I said, they're going to be mourning and weeping. And when they start weeping, this is not hope. He says, in that day, I'm going to open a fountain in the house of David for uncleanness. What is he trying to say? Acts 2.38, the atonement. Hello? You come to Passover. Hello? And he shall pour upon them the spirit of what? Grace. They didn't promise you the Gentile the Holy Ghost. They promised the Jews. Hallelujah. The spirit of grace being the Holy Ghost. It's Pentecost started with 120 Israelites. There's not one Gentile there. We came in long after with Carnius and Ethiopians. Hello? Hallelujah, church. Tonight, I've forewarned you. Pay attention. Get your oil in your lamp. Trim your lamp. Get your garments ready. Don't be fooled. Recognize this world is not your home. You are a pilgrim, a sojourner, an ambassador. And God said to talk to you about it. And I woe to the church whose preacher is not warning them and telling them to get ready. Israel will not be ready because they have no priest, no prophet. All that is politicians. And they're going to fail. They're going to fail miserable until Moses and Elijah come. And they're going to kill him anyhow. But still, only one third will be saved. Are there any questions? This is unrehearsed. I felt I need to talk to you. It's in the news. We hear the news tonight. You're going to hear, you know, the reason why Russia's in the news. Soviet Union, they're trying to rebuild it. They can't. That's not in the works. The burning wall had to come down that Germany become the head of the ECM. Germany is the leper today. Yes. China today is the dragon. The bear today is the Russians. And the lion is England. And the eagle, the United States of America. And the woman upon this card-colored beast is Rome. Catholicism. And Islam is in Psalms 83. And Africa is in Ezekiel 38-39. I'm not going to come to all these continents. And I, Pastor, I'm telling you the truth. 
a hundred years from now, I appreciate it that we need to know this truth. It shall set us free. Are there any questions in the middle here? Any questions? Rehearsals to your family. Get your family out of here. I'm saying to you, the angel did. Do you have anybody here? Get them out of here. Get them off this earth. This earth is messed up. I hear some gross news today. Bodies falling out of the sky. Like apples dropping on people. Dead bodies. They blow up a plane. But church, worse than that is going to come. When all those rocks that went up are coming back on the earth. Like, like untimely fakes. You don't want to be here. Lord Jesus.